Can you give me a list of your favorite mentees? Let's put you on the spot. This is going to be a tough one for you. It's going to send ripple waves through the many universities that you're associated with. But pick your top five. Uh, that's going to get me into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to do that. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Habits Matter. I'm your host, Shreyasi Singh, the founder and CEO of Harappa Education, where our mission is to power your world of work with good habits. You're tuning in to episode number four, Do Mentors Matter? Featuring five guests demystifying mentorship, the facts, the myths, and everything else in between. Pramath, my mentor and co-founder at Harappa, joins us on this one. I couldn't be more excited about that. You heard him earlier. Lots more wisdom from him is up next. In this episode, a mentor, who's that? Is it that old wise man over there stroking his beard? Can it be a former boss? Should it be the star colleague from another team? How does anyone find the right mentor? And finally, can we make it without a mentor? Keep listening. Because as a mentor, you are really not telling somebody what to do. You are helping them think through. Or you are helping them understand where they might be flawed in their thinking. That was Pramath, Harappa's chairman and a pioneering higher educationist joining us over a Zoom call. But first, how did the concept of a mentor evolve? Where does the word mentor even come from? Well, it has illustrious historic beginnings. In the book Odyssey by Homer, Odyssey's son Telemachus has no one to guide him as his father is at war. Athena, the goddess of wisdom, appears and takes on the form of mentor, an old family friend. Mentor supports and guides Telemachus in the absence of his father. So the first mentor ever was a woman. Now that is one piece of history I can definitely get behind. In many ways, the 21st century mentor is no different. Mentors are people who guide you with the knowledge they've gained through their professional and personal experiences. They light the way, help you think through decisions and hold your hand when things get rough. They're your friend, philosopher, guide and cheerleader. And if you've really lucked out, you'll find mentors who are amazing listeners. Truly amazing listeners where you feel like you're all the time in the world for them to really hear you out and understand what you might be going through. And really getting in your head before they start telling you what they think or what they would have done or what their advice would be. I think that's the most amazing quality for me. The best and rarest mentors will also be selfless, fully immersing themselves in your journey to success. They're invested in your growth and well-being and this will shine out of their faces like sunbeams. I think the selflessness of a mentoring relationship where you are genuinely committed to the other person's success right is 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 the one thing that I think is a almost a necessary condition uh, and I think that's the big powerful thing about mentoring relationships which is where if you're transitioning from actually working with a person and becoming their mentor or being their teacher and becoming a mentor or being their friend and becoming a mentor you actually have to be at a point where you genuinely 
care about this person and their success that and it doesn't impact you at all you're not in competition with them nor does it affect you uh, in terms of their success so i think that that's that's very important typically mentors will have more experience than you but sometimes they may be people your age utkarsh amitab explains how mentoring isn't limited to the wisdom that years can buy he poses a more unconventional form of mentorship the first is uh, the traditional mentoring where there's somebody with a lot of experience who you look up to and he or she essentially uh, guides you nudges you in a particular direction another more scalable kind of mentoring is the one that exists between peers people you go to school with college with work with so on and so forth um and this peer mentoring i believe is the future of learning Utkarsh is an MBA from INSEAD. He's worked at Harley Davidson, Deloitte as an incoming evening fellow at Oxford. Utkarsh founded Network Capital, a peer-to-peer mentoring platform where millennials from around the world come to seek advice from each other. Why because this peer mentoring concept is scalable, it's time efficient and it's something that transcends uh, barriers of uh, religion, culture, conviction, country, background, orientation. So on network capital we see that uh, people from all backgrounds come together and they may or may not be experts on all aspects of a person's requirement but they will know one part of the puzzle and then the onus is on the person in that case to combine all those aspects of the puzzle and make a thesis which works for him or her Even a seemingly ordinary colleague can leave behind a legacy that stays with you for life Peer mentoring can be useful when you're trying to piece together the jigsaw puzzle, especially in your early career. Should I study law or business? Should I work instead? Can I ask for a raise yet? How do I deal with a horrible boss? What can I do in this situation now that I've screwed up? What's the work culture like at this place that I've been eyeing? These are questions people your age may know a thing or two about. But when it comes to the big scary questions about life and its vagaries like what will things look like a decade from now how do i really understand my deepest strengths to build a life of meaningful work you may want to approach someone with more experience and expertise big basket's hr hetty and hari tells us more about the two broad types of mentor mentee relationships on a skype call from the big basket headquarters So how do you keep uh, the con- connect with the mentor alive? So I think broadly uh, there are two uh, relation kinds of relationships. One is very very transaction specific uh which means that uh, this person finds reaches out to you, discovers you in some ways, reaches out and then you agree and help out on very specific issues and after that both of you could go your own ways. and that's perfectly all right and there are some other issues which this person may you know come across for which she might find some other mentor because that mentor is more appropriate so that's one type of a relationship and the second type of a relationship is where you need a little more you know lasting kind of mentorship there it becomes a bit of friendship as well you find things in common you know you once in a while you exchange um, something in common an article that you liked you might exchange new year greetings you might meet each other you know in a non formal context with family without family 
So that's how you can stay in touch. Lifelong mentor-mentee relationships need consistent nurturing. They're made strong by the fact that in some ways they're mutually beneficial. Your mentor shows you the way and at the same time finds it rewarding to interact with you. Just as your mentor enriches your life, you enrich theirs. You can do this by offering your unique worldview, sharing your experiences and being generous in small ways to make their life a little easier. And of course, express gratitude when it's due. Give them the satisfaction of sharing your success. After all, they've helped you get there. Have your mentees also helped you become a better person, better professional, see things differently? The best mentoring relationships are also two-way. And I would argue that some of those 20-odd people that I was talking about would be people who would feel it within their right to tell me things about myself. Or I would feel comfortable asking them for advice or help when I need it. Uh, uh, sometimes I can ask them to be my commitment device in today's days of sort of behavior change and habit changing, uh, sort of what we try to do at Harappa and trying to change your habits. I think having mentees support you uh, in doing that uh, can be very powerful. So yeah, I think the best relationships are two-way relationships. But what if that hasn't happened yet for you? Can you go looking for a mentor? The world's worst sentence to utter to anyone is to say, will you be my mentor? This absolutely means nothing. It is not difficult to find mentors today. Today, we live in a world where access is not a problem. Whoever you want to connect with, you can. And uh, internet has played a huge role. Social media has played a huge role. And also, you will see that the way celebrities, both in entertainment, in academia, and other spaces, are far more accessible than they used to be even five years or seven years back. So the access problem, to a large extent, is solved. If you want the email ID of a prominent investor or an entrepreneur or a Hollywood or a Bollywood star, in two days, you will find it. But... Because access is no longer a problem, so content is and context is. So setting a shared context over an email, over a tweet, over a DM is much, uh, much more difficult than people think it is. It doesn't have to be someone famous. It could be a former teacher, principal, classmate, boss, co-worker, a client or even a relative. Anyone who inspires you. Approaching them seems easy enough. But surprisingly, many go wrong at this critical stage of setting context. I uh, I have a very, if I may use the word brutal way of evaluation, which is to ask them a very simple question, how can I help? And it's amazing how many people don't know the answer to that. That's it. I will, I get a lot of emails where people are like, hey, can you, can you look over this? Can you help us with that? Da, 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 da. And uh, I just ignore the email and ask them again, how can I help? And someone who has to give, someone who ends up giving me a 10,000 feet answer of, oh, I need help about life or I need help about my career, I will not pick them up because they haven't gone through the grind themselves and they just need an easy, lazy answer, which I am not. I'm not Google. I am deliberate. So I'll help you find level two, level three, level four. 
but the level one has to be your job. So that for me is a very quick fix. It's uh, it's amazing how many people get filtered out of that. That's Ankur, founder of Nearby.com and one of India's best-known internet entrepreneurs. Variku Wednesdays, his weekly broadcast is watched by millions. Be sure to tune in to our first episode to hear more about Ankur's life and early career. For now, mark his words. Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg, in a book Lean In, explains this faux pas quite succinctly. She says, don't be that baby bird asking every hen, dog and cow it sees, are you my mother? The answer is always no. So how I came up with this question of how can I help was because this is the question that my boss at Groupon used to ask. And it was amazing how many times I didn't have the answer. So I was like, hey, can you set up time with me? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he'll set up 15 minutes. And the first question is asked is, okay, uncle, so how can I help? And I would start describing a situation. I was like, no, I don't need that. Tell me, how can I help? Find the right person. Set shared context. Ask specific questions. Get noticed. And maybe if you're lucky, you will share a chemistry that makes this possible. Personally, I have somewhat of a different take. I don't think you can look out for a mentor. People who you know already and who know you mature into becoming a mentor. The depth of investment in your success is likely to come from those who've had a chance to observe you. There is some familiarity and track record to begin with, like was the case with Pramathani, for example. I think he really became my mentor over the last three years, although I've worked with him for nearly 10 years now. Even then, nurturing the relationship and keeping your expectations in order is tricky. And if you happen to be the mentor... Relationship because as a mentor, you are really not telling somebody what to do. You are helping them think through. Or you are helping them understand where they might be flawed in their thinking. And sometimes what happens is if you've spent a lot of time in a, in, in a, in a relationship with a the mentor, they then start thinking that you are actually nudging them to do something. And that's not what a mentor does. Uh, all that a mentor does is help you see things in a different way, helps you, uh, yeah, take calls. You take calls rather than taking calls for you. What you're trying to say that a mentor shouldn't become an authority figure or somebody that they feel like they're reporting to. It's not a manager or a boss or a parent or a supervisor, right? Precisely, because with those, you always have a very contentious relationship, right? I mean, you can't have a contentious relationship or a, and you don't, you you don't have a, you generally don't have a, I, I've never had a debate, nor do I expect to have debates with my mentees, right? There is no debate. I am only, Other than me, other than me. Uh, with you, <laughs> yeah, you're a difficult mentee. Now we're co-founders. I'm a difficult mentee, thank you. <laughs> A common mistake young people make is that they confuse their mentors for a placement agency or a recommendation writing engine, or worse, an answer dispensing machine that makes problems vanish in thin air. Mentors are not Google search. They won't always have all the answers. Esther Martinez, the founder and CEO of People Matters, a thriving community of HR and L&D heads, explains this. What I'm seeing a lot of times is actually uh, more dumping the problem and saying, well, I, I have this problem. Tell me what should I do? Unfortunately, you know, the decision is still yours. 
And, and, and I think it's also about understanding exactly what the role of a mentor is. The role of a mentor is not to problem solve for you, uh, but really to probably hear you out and say, are you getting stuck in some biases or in some fears or in uh, are you missing out on some uh, way of thinking? But it can't replace the hard work. I think there is a lot of that. Uh, just let me find a mentor who will tell me what to do. And unfortunately, I think in life is all about problem solving and you have to problem solve on your own and there are no easy answers so that habit you have to do the hard and dirty grunt work off and develop for yourself nobody can do it you can outsource that right and let's give relief to some young people in their 20s who don't have a mentors they'll be okay right of course they'll be okay of course they'll be okay i think you learn from everything as you correctly said you know sometimes i i learn from movie dialogues i learn from just observing how people react on things. I think it's just about that quest of improving yourself. And uh, and my son has this uh, poster in his room. It's a Djokovic uh, poster. He's a aspiring tennis player. And that quote says that the only person you need to uh, compare yourself is yourself yesterday. And, and I think that's what it is. If you are somebody who uh, aspires to improve yourself and you're comparing yourself with yourself, Stop thinking about should I have a mentor or not have a mentor. Say, just challenge yourself and am I improving every day and am I, um, you know, learning from everything around me. And that curiosity and that excitement, it's probably going to take you to a particular level. After that, you'll, of course, have to reboot your learning habit. But for all the young people who are listening to this uh, audio, I think just, just be a sponge. So if you haven't found a mentor yet, don't fret. They may be just around the corner. Or maybe they're already there, right in front of you, but you don't quite know it. Because deep down, you think mentors are glamorous characters, like James Bond or Wonder Woman, or real-life superstars like Indra Nui or Ratan Tata. They aren't, not always. Sometimes they're just ordinary people changing your life in extraordinary ways. The show is produced by Nitin Shamsuddin, scripted by Soumya Bahuguna, managed by Nishan Singh, under the editorial direction of Seema Chaudhary. Shout out to our bright audio engineer, Madhavan Bhattacharji, our design team, Archit Thapar, Suman Kaur and Neha Nagar, and our product team, Neera Charma and Akash Trivedi. You can subscribe to Habits Matter on all your favorite podcast platforms. Please also follow Harappa Education. We are on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else. You ain't seen nothing yet.